0: A sudden boom, it's there. And Chat GPT is one of those things. Money makes a world it makes a go
1: makes a go Dear listeners of the laundry, welcome back. Last week we held our first live community event, the laundry live. We pulled together the highlights of the event to give you a taste of what happened on the day. And enjoy. It. So let's kick it off with a big welcome to international anti-corruption expert and AML expert, Louise Brown. She's the head of financial crime prevention at FCG, and she's ready to bring us the big AML trends of 2023. Over to you, Louise, over to Stockholm.
0: Good morning, everyone. And thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure and congratulations to an absolutely marvelous program. Looking forward also to listening in on everything that happens during the program today. Yes, I'm at FCG based in Stockholm. I'm a director, part of our financial crime and AML team here. And we work across all of the Nordics and parts of Europe. And uh, financial crime prevention is one of the most sought for areas right now, we can say. Uh, So that points us towards more attention to this important topic. So I'm going to talk very briefly about what we see in terms of AML trends now, 2023, but also beyond and i would like to say that whatever we do we have to keep one thing in mind and that is the purpose of aml is to stay the step ahead of financial crime and sometimes this is challenged to say perhaps this is illusory it should not be but it's for sure the art of money laundering is about the constant exploitation of vulnerabilities so if we look at some of the current developments then for sure the implications of the geopolitical situation has an impact on AML. With just now the 10th sanctions package coming into play, we're also seeing very powerful economic interests working in ways that may not be conducive to anti-money laundering. And I'm thinking about also aspects of skyrocketing exports to countries bordering on Russia uh, with dual-use goods, etc. Meanwhile, we're also seeing a consolidation and integration of organized crime groups working across the various shades of gray and the black economies and some developments that are really noteworthy. question is, is cash still king for certain organized crime or is crypto king? What could we expect of the impact when the second largest economy in the world, China, decides to ban cryptocurrencies? Question mark from where we are we see that more attention is warranted around understanding trade based money laundering and trade based terror financing so looking ahead for sure um supervisory authorities will continue they will scale up their work in various segments and financial um uh, companies will see more regulation probably with constant updates this has been a challenge so far the constant um catch-up game to ensure that you comply. So more attention to non-financial companies. And I would also like to underline uh, the enablers, corporate service providers, etc., that play a very important role. Additional jurisdictions for sure coming up to understand where is the money moving into the gray zone. And what's also interesting is to play with the idea what is unthinkable today. Looking back to 2012, we kind of woke up when the HSB scandal happened. Very few people worked with AMO in those days. But the quick development as it was perceived then with HSBC as a, as a starting point made many organizations wonder what do we have in place? How vulnerable are we? How exploited are we? So fast forward 10 years later, there's been a massive investment across uh, the sector, uh, build up of resources. There's been a scramble to recruit people for AML for sure. But what's going to happen now? Because it's a frustration. Um, there is a concern because AML programs are not delivering. Financial crime is thriving. So, looking ahead, the next five years, can we expect some kind of big bang in terms of automation? Because we cannot argue with the fact that improvement is needed.
2: Strice is launching in the UK. Now, UK customers can operationalise their regulatory changes at 100 extra speed and automate their KYC processes. With the Stryce KYC Intelligence System, first line teams get a smart checklist that's automated for all the regulatory required information for onboarding a customer. Stryce collects thousands of sources and integrates them into the platform so that you don't have to. The end result? time-saving per onboarded customer. The system also provides a full audit trail and creates an audit-proof report with all system-generated and user-generated actions. This report is then saved into the Streis system or sent to your internal systems where you need them. Unlike other systems, Strice flags companies, owners, and their networks for risks related to AML. And second-line managers can orchestrate and automate checks based on your company's risk policy. They can also set up customers for continuous monitoring both for companies and private individuals. With real-time data from thousands of sources, your team can control, prioritise and implement a truly risk-based approach for AML.
0: So even if some huge sums of money have been invested, there is no evidence that we have actually made progress in combating financial crime, said one respondent in the report AML state of play, that FCG conducted in Sweden and in Denmark uh, only last year to put the finger on the pulse to see where is progress and where are the challenges still. And it demonstrated that setting key risk indicators and setting KPIs is a significant challenge as is to understand and define the risk appetite in financial institutes. So why is that? Red thread, there is a competence gap that needs to be closed. And the capabilities that we have deployed so far will not be able to deliver on what the future needs. We need to think both, both uh fast and slow. And we need to progress now from paragraph to practice, better practice, and perhaps dethink regulation in a way. I know this might sound perhaps a little bit provocative, but really dethink the purpose of regulations and focus on more principles-based and the performance, and move from talking just about risk appetite to the tolerance and the resilience of organizations. And, of course, 2023, in the next years, there will be an extraordinary development in terms of automation. Meanwhile, we need to stay humble with regards to the human risk, which we will not be able to mitigate to 100%. So conclusively, we feel that, well, we need a new breed of professionals within the AML field and the legal technologies, people that are able to understand and work across disciplines uh, with legal expertise, but also to understand the systems. There's a lot of uh, frustration with IT legacy systems today that don't deliver. So this is one aspect of that. So looking ahead in terms of assuring the resilience with regards to anti-money laundering, the core at everything is the risk assessment and understanding your customer, knowing your customer. But I would dare to say that perhaps we need other types of data. Uh, Identifying the UBO is still a challenge. There's a lot more work needed uh, across from, from within the governmental sector and authorities and what they do, and also in the private sector. Maybe we will not, Put that much focus on Peps in future. That's food for thought. What does it? What did it do so far? How did it help? We need other types of data to identify links to organised crime, for instance. So this is a watching space for sure. And where we are now, we're also seeing a concern with the cost of compliance. We need to not to take. A step back and 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 go back, but really to go forth in terms of developing better models and developing better scenarios and to right. focus on the optimization of the performance. Because again, coming back, the whole purpose is to stay the step of financial crime. So what we can do here is also to leverage experiences from cybersecurity practices, um, which would be very conducive and working in different ways with stress testing and penetration tests. Um, From the retail sector, we know the the idea of mystery shoppers, and why not entertain the idea of mystery washers in future? Uh, Having said this again, tie in a very humble approach to understand the nexus between technology and human risk. Um, And as I said, we need to close the competence gap and have a new breed of professionals. And it's interesting to see within cybersecurity practices that um, people with a background in um, behavioral scientists, for instance, or anthropologists are used differently there than what we have within the AML space. So maybe that could be something, a shift going forward that we may need to see as well, because We trust the technology and there's a huge potential. We're just at the beginning of this journey, but there will be the human risk. And that is also possible to detect through the type of of penetration tests that we think will be required also within AML in future. Uh, The last point here is about um, information sharing. And um, for sure, more feedback is needed uh, from financial intelligence units uh, to financial institutes to understand uh, what's the result of everything that is reported, what's the benchmark and so on. There is also a gap here to be closed uh, that will be very helpful for everyone. Um, And on a final note, um, applications with artificial intelligence. Um, It's a safe bet to say that AI powered crime fighting tools will be a requirement most likely for large businesses in future. Uh, it's a very safe bet to say that there's no other way to rapidly detect and interpret patterns across billions of pieces of data. So narrowing this down to one very practical area is within transaction monitoring, uh, where a lot of interesting work is happening now with a shift uh, from predefined binary rules and low results to more predictive rules. And we can see for sure that there is a great potential to reduce false alerts, or the, the, the frustration and the cost involved with, with false positives in general. Um, having said this, uh, two things. Again, go forth with basics in terms of designing the risk models. Uh, we are just about to understand the remits uh, with supervised and unsupervised learning and so on. Uh, with applications developing, we need to have good quality data from the start. And this will not happen by itself. So the quality, the assurance of that data being fed in is really decisive and the models that are being deployed. um, In that context, we will also need new risk assessments in future to to counter self-learning of AI applications. And just to leave you with a thought, the step ahead of financial crime, what's happening is also that organized crime groups are very successfully deploying artificial intelligence as well. So it is a constant chase. So let's focus on the fundamentals, but let's do it on a higher level. Those are a few snippets of perspectives and insights um, that I would like to share on this and uh, look forward to continued discussion.
1: Money launderers are creative and
0: entrepreneurial, and now they have the new tool, ChatGPT, as the rest of us. How do you think they will use this to operate now? Are there any use cases emerging? Uh, What we can see so far is that it's uh, utilised very, very rapidly. And this is so fascinating because we think that nothing is happening and all of a sudden, boom, it's there. And ChatGPT is one of those things. Uh, So, uh, it's used already for uh, fraud. Uh, So we're on a steep learning curve here, and uh, in terms of the applications to use within AML, for sure, there's a lot to explore there, but we have to be fast because criminal actors are already using it. Effectiveness versus efficiency seems to be a hot topic in the AML space. Why do you believe AML effectiveness matters? Is another question from one of the of viewers. I think that's probably one of the most important questions that we can ask ourselves right now, uh, given that the AML programs as is of today are not delivering enough. And the whole purpose is to uh, prevent, uh, to uh, to mitigate um, so, they need to become more functional, uh, otherwise it's, it's really a lost, uh, lost combat. That sounds very dramatic, but that's where we are. Uh, so, for sure, make them effective, and once we've got that, make them
1: more efficient. We really want to recommend everyone to head to Strices YouTube channel. The link is in the description. There, you'll find the full recording of the event, Graham Barrow is demonstrating some mind-blowing examples on how the criminals are exploiting the business register in the UK, Companies House. And Christian Hunt explains the human side of AML in a super interactive and engaging talk.
2: You know, I think technology in general, you know, it is necessary nowadays. Uh, We have to be honest with ourselves, you know, with the way the regulation is changing, demands are increasing, technology can actually perform routine work for us. And it can also help detect those red flags. You know, imagine having to screen that, you know, all those clients um, against all those sanctions, especially over the last year, manually, or searching for dual-use goods in your payments manually. That would be a nightmare. Actually, one of our rules is that if if your KYC differs from what's on Companies House, in terms of the beneficial owners, you should uh, inform them you know, some banks probably do place more reliance than they should do on the company's house data. And and one of the reasons I wanted to do this presentation this morning was to show Please don't do that. And even if it's been incorporated by a corporate service provider, you still cannot rely on the quality of that data. We can see these things happening all around us. Even this event yesterday was subject to attempted scams. As we waited for the event to go live, there were some people, or were they bots? We don't know, posting this sort of thing, sending people to an Eventbrite link. I hope none of you clicked it, but it shows you that even the Laundry Live isn't immune to scam
1: artists i hope you enjoy that remember to click the link in the description of the podcast episode see you next
0: time